0: You're listening to the YCA podcast. This is a podcast created for coaches by the coaches. The Young Coaches Association is proud to present exclusive content from coaches, young and old, all across the state of South Carolina. The YCA podcast was created to provide a platform where coaches can share their own thoughts and insights to others with the hopes of building a brand and growing the profession. In more simple terms, these are ball coaches just sitting around talking ball. Thanks for listening to the YCA podcast. We hope you enjoy. All right, so we are here uh, with tonight's episode. Uh, we've made it to, I believe, is this is this the end of the positional episodes, Coach Fields? Uh,
1: there might be another one, a little special edition. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew. I'm talking about like just the base position, you know, stuff like that. We've made it yeah. to. We've made it to wide receivers. Um, kind of a, a special one for me, uh, just to kind of give everyone a little background. I'm gonna be a, a co-host slash guest tonight as well, because we're talking about my baby, uh, wide receivers. I was able to, you know, coach some wide receivers in college, then with Coach Steve Tannehill. And I'm going to go ahead and put this out there on the opening kick so everybody knows I got two guys in the NFL, okay, two. And I'm claiming Debo Samuel, even though I only coached him for one year as a ninth grader at Chapman High School. But he knows everything he knows because of me. I made him run fast. I made him catch all those passes and be really strong and all that stuff. That's all because of me, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, and him and, and I was fortunate enough to coach, you know, Sha Smith at Union County when I was there with Coach Tannehill up until his junior year. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm claiming two NFL guys. That's my street cred for everyone tonight on the Wide Receiver Podcast. But, you know, Coach Fields is going to kind of host this thing, and I'll, I'll be there to help him. We got our buddy, our other OG YCA member, Ben Beck, has finally made it onto the pod tonight, Coach Fields
1: uh we're gonna have a great debate at some point (laughs) about 10
0: personnel that's right i'm excited absolutely yeah um so just you know heads up to coach fields and i are both dealing with some uh uh i guess pollen and you know sinus issues going on so if we sound funky that that's the reason why so you know there it is coach fields you got anything before we jump into this wide receiver podcast
1: no, I'm excited, man. Uh, get to be a little bit of the host. I'm going to be the one asking most of the questions and excited for Coach Willis to drop some knowledge and Coach Beck to drop some
0: knowledge. Yeah, man, so that's it. That's the opening kick. We'll go ahead and jump right into the first drive. All right, so we made it here tonight. Uh, we, we just have the opening kick, uh, myself, Coach Fields. Coach Fields is off location uh again this evening uh dealing with some sinus issues and some other things like that but we made it to the wide receiver podcast the wide receiver episode of the positional episodes and we have our special guest on tonight with us it is the world renowned ben beck who is the current offensive coordinator at lamar high school coach beck what is going on my man what's up y'all how y'all doing uh, we're just hanging in there, man. You know, it's the off season for us football guys. Just trying to figure out what to do with our hands. You know, I don't have anybody to signal to or nothing like that. So, you no, know, my heart. yeah. So we're just. Oh, good
1: shot, good chip, good yeah. shot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, good I am, shot. I am, I am coaching yeah. golf.
0: That's right. Yeah. So good,
1: good shot. We just good had
0: chip. we just had a tournament Monday, and I missed the entire day of school, and it was awesome. I don't know what place we finished in, but it was a great day. Um, I need yeah. To
2: come just help you coach and just. Watch. Come on, man. I mean, I,
0: I, I can't give you any money, but if you want to come ride around with me, that's that's you know. Come on, I got a seat That'd right there man. in the front seat. You can pass out snacks. Yeah. Anybody need some snacks. Yes. As long
1: as it isn't JV baseball, we're good to go. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I did that for Coach Willis one time.
0: Coach Coach Fields did have to drive me to JV baseball a couple of times, and he was like, "This is awful." Not, that it, I mean, obviously we were. It was JV baseball. It is what it is. But
1: uh, and I mean, I love those kids. I mess with them all the time. But yeah. It was driving like watching it. paint
0: dry. It's a late, it's a late night, and it's usually cold outside at the beginning of the season. He was like, "Dude, how do you do this?" I was like, "I do don't
1: know how you a you dads do that, man." Absolutely. How do y'all do that every weekend? Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: Anyway, we so, so kind of a, this is you know Ben Ben's been a part of the the OG YCA crew, so we finally got him on here. So we might just go off on some tangents tonight. We'll try to reel it in and keep it. You know, on script, uh, you know, Ben's another offensive guy. So, I don't know if he's like me, but I just throw the script out the window most of the time. So, I don't know about you, Coach Beck.
2: After the third play, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. We get the first down, the script goes
0: out the door. That's right. So, we're trying to stay on script, but we might get off off the, you know, beaten path a little bit. But we'll we'll reel it back in. Coach Fields is going to kind of be the the host. I'm going to join in as a co-host slash guest myself and talk some wide receiver stuff. Anyway, um, first drive – it's for Coach Beck. You guys already pretty much know me, so Coach Beck, just quick background for you. Talk about you know where you're at now and and where you've been so far in your career.
2: Uh, so I started um, in 2016 coaching at Asher Ridge. Um, I was a B team receiver coach for that year. Um, before moving up to varsity the following year, that was been. 17 and 18, I would have been the quarterback coach, Ashley Ridge. And then uh 2019, uh moved to Woodland High School up in Dorchester, South Carolina. Uh was there for three years. The the final year I was there. I ended up becoming the OC after Coach Mooney left to take the Wilson job. And um that's how I kind of got the the OC title or whatever, and then after that moved to Lamar, South Carolina, and that's where I'm at now. We just finished our first year, uh, 9-3, and so looking to to head that up and maybe do a little better next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so just another, you know, Ben and I kind of go back before these other guys on the YCA crew. Ben actually played quarterback for Coach Steve Tannehill at Union uh, his senior year. That's how I know Ben. Uh, I was coaching receivers. He was coaching – I mean, he was playing quarterback, excuse me. Um, and I also used to smoke him in uh, PE basketball uh, when the season was over. They always thought that, you know, I'm short, fat, and white, and I can't play basketball. So, I had to teach these young bucks a little lesson every once in a while. But, yeah, um, no, no, Ben. Ben was a good player, uh, athletic, could do a lot of different stuff for us. Uh Knew that he would kind of work his way up in the coaching ranks, and he has done that. You know, Coach Beck, how old are you now? Uh, turn twenty-seven next Sunday. There you go. So he's been a coordinator for a couple of years. Twenty-seven years old.
2: Golly, you're old. I know. I'm right? old. Enough. Good lord. I found a gray <laughs> hair in my beard the other day, and I was like, Jesus, mighty. Yeah. There we go. A gray hair.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> coach. Just Jill, one look. I yes. just
2: said one. I didn't say many. I just said yeah. one.
0: I mean, I'm looking at you right now and your hair is looking spectacular in this Google Meet right now.
2: Well, I did, I did get a
0: haircut, but yeah. that's, that's a different story. How and this, much
2: does that cost in Lamar? In Lamar? We so, got to know. First of all, Lamar doesn't have anything but a Dollar General and a, and a cafe. So I had to go to Florence, but yeah. Oh, wow. It, it, it cost me about 35 bucks. Good <laughs> that's, Lord. That's not
1: bad, though. I hear boys around here go to Next and pay $60 for a damn haircut.
2: Hey, Sports Clips gets the job done, all right? Charles. I agree. Sports Clips, listen, all
0: right? Listen, y'all are crazy. I have not paid for a haircut in like 14 years, okay? Yeah,
2: we know. We
1: can tell when we see you. Okay. Well, I used to do your neck. So, exactly. <laughs> when
0: we were roommates, I used to clean your yes. neck up. So, yes,
2: yes I witnessed that.
0: Yes, i That's say I, I forgot I left that part out. Coach Beck and I have also lived together a little bit. Uh, when he moved mm-hmm. down to the Lowcountry Country. I was, at, was that two years after I was here, or the, what was that? I
2: think it was two years, yeah. Yeah, so
0: we moved down here. Um, Coach Davis and I were living together. And then, you know, Coach Beck comes down here, and it worked out that, you know, we all ended up living together for a little bit. And, you know, That's then we kind of went our separate ways. But those were some fun times, and now everybody's hitched up from courting their woman, and now <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, again, this these could go on some uh, rants here. That was – That was the first drive. Coach Beck talked a little bit about his coaching career, where he's at now. So, Coach Fields, you're you're supposed to be the host. What are we doing now?
1: I'm just waiting for you to stop talking. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, All right, so excited to kind of be outnumbered. Um, Definitely got my notepad out. I'm ready for some good questions, good answers here. So, we're starting with our cover one. So, we're going straight man. Um, It's third and three, so we're going to jump into man and play some cover one with this first section. So, Coach Beck, we'll start with you, and coach Willis uh you'll kind of answer this second, and you can go with what what has happened in the past. I know you're going through kind of a transition 10-4. there at Berkeley, so you can just go with what you've been in in the past so Coach Beck, tell us a little bit about lamar high school's offense
2: uh so we're we're a spread team at lamar um we're gonna try to be four wide uh every now and then five wide um about. Halfway through the season actually last year that we actually figured out that we had a pretty good tight end so we actually started going a little more 11 personnel there that second half of the season. Um, But we're gonna throw it around we're uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna run it 40 times a game we're gonna probably be 20 pass and about 25 run. Um, We're gonna try to keep it as balanced as possible and we're gonna we're gonna take a couple shots here and there and then. Uh, we'll we'll go back to the run game and then we'll take a couple more shots. So we're uh we're about a balanced spread team as it can as it can probably get. I can attest because Coach Beck will tell us in the group text
1: <laughs> about um, it. Um I don't know what we've angered in this little guy, but
2: we but we definitely awoken the beast. I've heard so many guys say, Oh, Beck does us throw the ball, Beck throws the ball and Beck ran the ball this year. <laughs>
0: Well, listen. If you guys wanna, if you want to, you want to tweet at Coach Beck. We'll send out his uh, Twitter handle later on, so you can tweet about how much he throws it or whatever at the end. So, nah, no, no,
1: no, no. We we gotta tell him what the truth is with this argument we're gonna have. Oh later. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh That's
2: yeah, it's right. gonna be good.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But Coach Willis, let's talk about your background a little bit. You're kind of a guest tonight, so um, what has been the schemes you've worked in? What are the schemes? Maybe you've called some plays in things like that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just try to keep it, you know, short. So obviously, when I was in high school, I played in a spread-based offense. But, you know, we, we did some 11 personnel every once in a while, some 12 personnel. You know, what I've done at Berkeley, uh, when Coach Robinson was there, we were, you know, spread-based. We, we'd throw an H back in every once in a while. But, you know, we, we had a lot of skill guys. And so, you know, we tried to spread teams out. And I like to say balance. And, and to me, I'll go back to what Coach Leach – you know, always said about balance. To me, it's not necessarily balancing run and pass. It's balancing those touches between your playmakers. So, yeah. to me, like, I, you know, I'm in a game or something or we're, we're trying to put together a game plan. I'm trying to figure out ways to get the ball in the hands of our guys, and whether it be through running the football, you know, throwing the football, screen game, you know, vertical shots, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I try to be balanced – Um, I try to take what the defense is going to give us. Like, if you're giving me a five-man box, I'm going to try to run the football. You give me a six-man box, I'm going to try to do both and RPO that six-guy. You give me a seven-man box, I'm hoping that I've taught my guys how to win out, you know, in the perimeter in their one-on-one matchups, and things like that. So, you know, again, I'm adaptable to the personnel that we have. If we've got a tight end or some tight end type guys, we'll get in some 11 and 12, and and we'll do some of that, you know, uh, zone – Power counter, that kind of stuff, and then we'll RPO some things, and you know, take the quick game when we can. Uh, but you know, again, oh, wait, coach, what's so up? So RP, RPO, you mean
1: like triple and midline triple, isn't, and isn't that just play action? Absolutely you know? not.
0: Yeah, we're That's not going to talk action. about no triple option.
1: That's your RPO, right? It's a triple option.
0: Well, technically, you do have three options, I guess, if you want to call it that. You know, you can run it, you can throw it, or you can pull you it can and run pass it.
1: Th- pass the
0: ball backwards right yeah, no we ain't throwing it backwards we're, we're, we're throwing it downfield. <laughs> that's for sure um you can yeah. bump fake the pitch. <laughs> yes no and i do like to take shots i mean obviously if i get into a situation where we can take shots we will take some shots um but again it, it just it's based off what the personnel allows like if if i don't have four guys that can get out and play receiver we're not going to be in a lot of four wide stuff so and I think that goes back to my high school background as being able to utilize, you know, those H back type guys, do some play action, some some boots and things like that. But yeah, so I'm I'm a spread based, I guess you would call it. But you know, I like to be balanced and adaptable to what we what we kind of have on the roster. So I guess that's the easy answer.
1: All right, guys. So, Coach Willis, are we good on the two minute drill? We want to go ahead and get this thing rolling. Let's
0: do it, man. We got time. Sweet. Let's do it. I don't, All right, guys. I don't have the questions,
1: though. You got them? Exactly. So, here's how we'll do this. I'll kind of lead the two-minute tonight. Um, you guys will answer. And on my screen right now, Coach Willis, you're on the left. Coach Beck, you're on the right. So, Coach Willis will answer first. Coach Beck, you'll answer second. And I'm not going to answer. I'll just roll on to the next question, okay?
0: Sweet.
1: All right, Coach. Go yep. ahead and hit it when you're ready. Go for it. All right, Coach Willis, remember you're starting here. What is your hibachi order?
0: Ooh, I like uh, shrimp and chicken. Shrimp and right.
1: chicken. Wow, copycat. <laughs> All right. Post or the comeback?
0: Is it the deep post or the skinny post? It's just post. post. I want the deep post. I'm taking the deep post. All right. I'm taking comeback because that's going to give me a first down. There we go. Uh,
1: the beach or the mountains for the vacation? Mountains. I'm a
0: mountains guy, too.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm too fat for the beach. <laughs> all right, go for the win or kick the PAT to tie.
0: Come on, bro. Is that even really a question? I'm going for the win.
1: You're talking to an offensive guy. Yeah. All right, Come we're on, going man. for the win. We don't care about absolutely play defense. That's that's a shot at a uh, coach Fiddler. Yeah, AR, by yeah, coach Fiddler. All right. Um, favorite fast food?
0: Oh, Taco Bell. No question.
1: Yeah. DK. Yes, sir. There it is. <laughs> there it me. is. All right, as far as your dude at wide receiver, are you looking for the slot guy, the fast slot guy, or a tall possession wide receiver?
0: Well, I actually put my, fat, my, my fast guys on the outside, but I'm, I want the fast guy no matter what. I'm taking him where I can put him anywhere.
2: I'm a, uh, I'm a tall possession guy. I'm going to move him in the slot a little bit. That way that big body goes across the middle. It's a big target for
0: the quarterback. I do like those, too.
1: All right, favorite pre-game meal
0: food. Man, we've asked this before. I don't really know the answer to that. I like—I used to get Zaxby's. Zaxby's as a coach, so I'm just going Zaxby's.
2: As a as a player, we got Midway, so we got oh, mac and cheese, yes, uh, cube steak, all that good stuff. So I'm going Midway. Okay,
1: Nike or Under Armour? Nike, Nike. All right, barbecue or tacos?
0: I mean, mm-hmm. tacos, but I still love barbecue, too. <laughs> can we put the barbecue in the tacos? Absolutely. you can. <laughs> then I'm going tacos. Sure.
1: sure. Going yeah. All right. We going to dink and dunk down the field or go vertical to get down there?
0: I mean, my choice is always going to be go vertical, but I'll dink and dunk if I have to. But I'm choosing vertical.
1: I like dinking and dunking. All right. Two-minute offense or four-minute offense?
0: I love the two-minute offense, but the four-minute offense means we're ahead. So, four-minute offense.
2: I was going to say that, too. Yeah, four-minute offense, I get to stay calm and
1: protect the lead.
0: Check with me. <laughs> um,
1: one restaurant for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs>
0: oh, one. Uh, i, I answer this. I have to go with Mexican because my wife loves margaritas. So, you know, I got to go with a Mexican joint. I'd probably go with Mexican, too. Copycat.
1: All right, your favorite wide receiver of all time, doesn't matter what league.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm I'm going to the OG Jerry Rice. Steve
2: Smith
1: Sr. Okay. Dude, dude yeah. had an attitude
2: about him and I'm a Panthers fan. There you go.
1: Uh favorite release for your wide
0: receivers. Uh La la la. la. I mean, I like the What do you mean? Like, I like running the fade, like jab him at the line, punch rip through, go go score a touchdown. Outside you rip. want an inside out, release out, or out, outside, outside release? Outside rip release.
2: That's all I want. Yeah. I, I, want, I want inside just because we run a bunch of slants. Gotcha.
1: All right, Coach Willis, go ahead and clock it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. All right, good job, guys. So, not sure if we made that two-minute, but we tried to make it easier with just two answers there. I didn't want to answer those anyway. Yeah. And make those guys look bad because I'd have better <laughs> answers. Oh, my God.
0: Get <laughs> out of here with this guy. Jesus. But
1: uh, – Guys, we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the air it out when we come back. Yep. All right, guys, so we're back with the air it out session of this wide receiver positional podcast here with the YCA crew. We've got one of the OG YCA members for the first time on the podcast, Coach Ben Beck at Lamar High School, and we've got our one and only Coach Cam Willis, the OG, the social media content creator the guy that everybody's texting about shirts right now but i guess people forget i'm part of the yca too but that's okay don't text me about a shirt because i'm gonna say no 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 so we'll go ahead guys and start this air it out coach willis is going to answer first and then we're kind of going to go snake from there so our first question for our meat and potato section coach willis are going to be what are three qualities you look for in a wide receiver for your offensive system
0: uh, yeah, I mean, first thing I'm gonna, you know, you definitely want to know if you got a kid that's gonna be a team player because again, in my offense, you got guys. If it's the the spread type look, and you're talking about four wideouts, you know, there's only one football to go around. So, you know, you got a job to do on every single play. So, are those guys gonna block when they're asked to block? Are they gonna, you know, sprint their route, you know, or sprint off the ball into their route to hold a backside safety so that you know we can run a post in front of the front side safety without getting robbed by the back. You know what I'm saying? So, are you going to do your job? Is it that kind of person where it's all about me? Uh, then you probably ain't going to last very long in my offense or playing receiver for me. So, that's one. Uh, the next thing is the ability to understand the offense and play multiple positions. Uh, you know, if you ask any of my kids that I've coached in the last five or six years, they're, they're going to be guys that have learned to play multiple positions in the offense. You know, obviously, if you – if you know my X and Z, the, you know, X is left outside, Z is right outside. If you know X, you better know Z. Um, but even more so, like, we flip those guys if, you, you know, if I want to put you in the slot and you've been playing outside, I want to be able to throw you in the slot and give you some kind of, um, you know, route combination in there to take advantage of your strengths. Uh, so, you know, again, it went back to that balance stuff. You know, can I put the ball in my playmaker's hands? Well, i got to be able to move you around a little bit if I'm going to do that. So, you know, understand – and learn multiple spots and the last thing is their ability to make a play uh, and it doesn't have to be you know to take the top off every time or score a touchdown you know i don't need you to catch the ball and then house it don't take a hitch and you don't have to catch a hitch and take it 80 yards but when the ball is thrown your way or, or your number is called you know can you make a play do you have reliable hands at receiver you know that's one of the most important things at receiver you got to catch the ball when it's thrown to you um but you know you got kids that can make a guy miss and, and take it to the house, but then you got guys that run great routes and, and catch the ball when it's thrown to them. So those are kind of the top three things that I look for in a wide receiver in my offense.
1: And I can attest just from coaching with that guy, not on the offense side of the ball, but just seeing him every day and having to deal with his wide receivers, that, that is, those things are the truth. So, Coach Beck, what you got for us?
2: Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go more like the the Indy way. I'm going to go with uh, – start with body control. I think a receiver needs definitely be able to understand his body and understand what he's good at. I think um, the biggest thing is if you you, you know you got good feet, all right, if you start with, if you start from the bottom up, all right, you you work your feet, you get these cone drills, you you, you work at exploding off the ball, um, running those routes, understanding what the route's trying to do, I think, um, and then... Whenever you do go to make the catch, you gotta you gotta be able to position yourself and understand to control your body to get where you need to be able to make that catch. Um, the the second thing I would probably see is making the catches. You gotta have soft hands. Uh, you can't have stone hands. You can't have these hands where you're you're trying to fight the ball every every time the ball is thrown to you. You gotta be able to be able to focus, coordinate, watch it in, uh, make the diamond with your hands, um, and just. Just be able to uh, catch, tuck, and and get upfield. And then I would say probably my third one would probably be, and Cam said it too, or Coach Willis said it too, is blocking. Uh, Receivers blocking, not only on screens, but on run plays. That's the difference between a 10-yard gain and a 50-yard gain. If If you're blocking that second level, you're blocking that third level, and you're you're showing these kids on film. Hey, look! If you make this block, we score here, all right? Or if you make this block, this is this is going to go for twenty-five instead of just a ten or whatever it is. So, I think blocking downfield, second level, third level is a is a is a big quality too. So, guys, I just want to reiterate here the fact that these guys just didn't say
1: uh, six-five uh, runs a 4'3. and has 17 million inch hands okay Um, it's high school ball so these guys have been in charge of offenses before especially in the passing game and those are things they're looking for that yeah being explosive that's kind of genetics but a lot of what they're saying comes from either a kid working hard or a kid just being a team player you know so I think that goes for more positions than just wide receiver. Uh, so we'll go ahead and we'll transition to our next question here. So, Coach Beck, you'll answer this one first. And if you want to answer these more of maybe a favorite every day as far as what you do with your quarterbacks and wide receivers together, that's fine too, um, unless you've got specific wide receiver things. Um, maybe something that if your wide receiver coach isn't doing, you're getting pissed off at, things like that. So, Coach, we're looking for your favorite every days involving wide receivers
2: uh my probably my favorite uh involving quarterbacks and receivers would probably be perimeter um we did this at Lamar and I uh think thankful that Coach Pierce showed us this is we did perimeter but we did it in pre-practice so that was kind of our instead of like pat and go every single day like we would do pat and go but instead of pat and go every single day to like warm up or stuff we would actually start out with perimeter. And not only is it screens, but we also did quick game with it. So we're working both sides of the ball. It's working uh, DBs and receivers, quarterbacks. Uh, We even ended up doing a couple RPOs later in the season with it. Um, I think that's a great drill to start practice with, kind of get guys moving around. It also goes back to what we were talking about earlier is blocking downfield with those screens, um, showing these guys how to break down, not just lunging at corners or outside linebackers or whatever it may be. Um, and then I would say probably another another drill that we would probably do a good bit is uh, working the top of the route. Uh, especially in a spread system, receivers run a bunch. So if you can save them a little bit of running and kind of take half the route off of them and just work that top of the route, whether it's a, a dig route or if it's a uh, – a post route or whatever it may be you start them a little further downfield. let the quarterback take a three-step drop four five-step drop whatever you guys do and then let those receivers work sticking it let those receivers work pressing that uh corner or pressing that safety or whatever it may be um i think that's a great way to save save some running but also get some work in as well and catching All right, before Coach Willis goes, I've
1: got a couple impromptu. So, Coach Beck, on your perimeter drill, are you guys doing that uh, like full like seven-on-seven style or is it half line where you got two groups going at the same time? Did you have enough kids at Lamar to do that? How did you guys really do that?
2: Uh, So, we actually did a half line. So, um, if it's dubs, two-by-two, whatever, we would just do the left side first. We'll do that for about five minutes. And then we switch it over and do the right side for about five minutes, and it ended up usually being between seven and ten minutes uh, in pre-practice.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, Coach Willis. What you got here for your everyday is maybe something different than Coach Beck talked about.
0: Well, I mean, I want to. So you know, we've been doing this for a while now. I want to kind of preface this by saying, I've I've never been in a situation where we have enough indie time to do some of these drills every single day. So. I know we're talking about EDDs. Uh, Obviously, a lot of colleges do a lot. They have a lot more indie time and and things like that. We don't have that. So, there's not like a couple of specific drills that I do every single day. But the the two things that we do every single day is we start out with stance and start, and then we also work our quick game. Which, I mean, that's not drills, but I'm just saying like, that's the stuff we do every single day. So, pre-practice, stance and start, quick game with the quarterbacks. So, they're working all of our quick game stuff anyway. The drills that some of the – couple, uh, a few of the drills that I love to do, and obviously I can't do them every day because it's just, you know, just not formatted that way for our practice, but like what Coach Beck was talking about, I have a lot of stuff that we do at the top part of our route. Um, the first one is what I call the star drill, and I, I stole it. Like I stole it from some college. I saw it – it may have been Miami like eight years ago when I was at Union. But it's a star drill, and you put down – I think it's like nine cones – And, you know, you you got receivers starting, you know, five to six yards away from the middle cone. Well, that middle cone is the the stick part of every route. You can run the slant, you can run the hitch, you can run the square in, you can run the out, you can run the post, you can run the corner, and then you can run the vertical off it. Well, then you just flip sides, the ball goes on the other side, and now those receivers are switching their feet and they got their inside foot up. Now they're working that same exact route on the other side. So it's a star drill. It's the top part of a route drill, Uh, one of my favorite things to do. You know, the kids kind of love it too. Um, The next one, you know, Coach Beck kind of mentioned it. I call it the wind drill. Again, stole the name from somebody else too. But it's just, you know, we work leaning on a DB and separating. Like I lean on him and I run the slant, or I lean on him and I run the post. Well, then I flip it. I might lean on him and run the corner, or lean on him and run the comeback. Or if we're trying to run a, you know, a curl – or a dig, something like that, and he's got inside leverage. Well, we club him by and rip back inside. So, we, you know, I like to do drills that are going to translate to what we do on offense. You know, and not just, oh, let me let me get in the line and just throw these guys a 1,000 balls. And, I mean, yeah, we do some ball drills and stuff like that. But we do the wind drill where they're working on separating away from a defender, and then it ends with them catching a the football. So, we still do that stuff too, uh, you know, there's a drill. The wind drill also. I'll start a DB or another receiver in our group is holding on to our shorts on the inside, and you know they're going about 75% down the field, and I'm throwing a ball either back shoulder over their shoulder. You know they got to stop and come back to it, whatever it may be, but they got to work to get the hands off. Like the, the 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 receiver that's being the DB's got his hands grabbing him. So as he's running, I'm trying to punch those hands off as I'm running. So we're trying to work getting separation that way. And then, you know, being able to judge the ball in the air and make a play on it. So, that's part of the wind drill. And then the last thing, um, I, do, I do like the sideline drill. I'm sure Coach Beck probably remembers it when he was at mm-hmm. Union. Yeah. Um, coach Tannehill always did the sideline drill with the quarterbacks and receivers. But it's great for me as a receivers coach because we work the sideline drill. You catch and drag. Well, then you catch and turn up. And then we'll switch sides. you will catch and drag, catch and turn up. And I've seen it in high school football. I've gone back and looked on film to one of our kids, that he caught the ball and was clearly out of bounds. It was not even close. Like it was, his foot was like past the line, but he drug his foot and that grass pops up, and what does that official think? He thinks, oh, he got a foot down, there's the grass. So we've, I mean, that was kind of our Wednesday deal, you know, we do the the sideline drill. So you can do it as a coach, you can throw it to the receivers, or you can get the quarterbacks over there and throw it kind of like Coach Tannehill did with with Coach Beck when he was playing. But, you know, you let them get close to the sideline, they catch, and they drag. They drag both feet. It don't matter. Just drag. We want to make sure those officials see that grass pop up. Um, so, you go through that a couple of times, and then now you let them get close to the sideline, they got to catch, stick their foot in the ground, and get vertical without running out of bounds. So, um, that's just a couple of things that I like to incorporate, you know, when I'm coaching receivers. And like I said, I try to keep it game-like as much as possible and, and avoid the just doing the Oh, you know, running a circle around the cone and doing this. But, you know, just try to keep it game-like.
2: Hey, I'm, I'm still in your star drill. Just, just know that, all right? Oh,
0: it's, I, I can show it to you. It's, it's a great drill. Good. And, the, like and the, kids, the kids love it, too. Like, they're running every route that we can possibly run, and it's just the top part of the route. But They still got to yep. work. They're still working the stick point. Um, you know, they're working beating the drum at the top of the route, whatever it may be, whatever you want to teach. But once mm-hmm. they get to that middle cone – They've got all those different landmarks that they can go to. And it's, you know, it's something the kids like. And, you know, again, they're, they're ending the drill with catching the football, too, and then getting vertical. So, yep. wait, that's, that's one thing I would say, too, if you're a receivers guy. If you end your drill with catching the football, don't just catch and then, like, toss it back. Catch and get vertical wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, get used to them catching and exploding out of the catch because that's one big thing that I hate seeing at the lower levels. The, the kids are just catching the ball, then they turn around and just run back to the coach. No, catch and get vertical like you're going to score a touchdown. Sorry, I'm ranting, Coach Fields.
2: That 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 uh, that Danny Hill drill that you that we used to do back in the day. Yep. I actually do that on the uh, five yard line so they can actually turn up and go score. Actually. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's I hadn't even thought about that. Do it near the end zone so they're getting used to scoring. I like that. Yeah. Good stuff.
1: So I got something for you guys. So let's go back to like maybe the beginning of camp or spring or something like that. Um, are you guys teaching the whole route tree to these wide receivers real early, or are you just working on specific as far as putting in certain pass concepts in your indie or group time? Are you involving the quarterbacks as well? Is this like a group period to install something? Or are you prepping in an indie? Like how does that work for wide receivers and teaching them the route tree? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Willis, you can go first.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just you know I don't like to, you know, you can always go out there and go zero through nine or whatever you got on the route tree, but I mean, I still try to focus more so on the stuff that we do within our offense. So you know, we're going to run the hitch, we're going to run the slant, we're going to run the fade, you know, and then the other the other parts of the route that we work are deeper aspects of our pass game. Like if we're run, if we're working the out part, um, it may be the out on the flood route or something like that. So now you're working it from a slot type location, things like that. But, you know, base install, the quick, like I said, we're, we're working quick game every single day. So they're going to start out running the hitch, and then they're going to go to the slant, and then they might run a quick out or something like that, and then we're going to end with the fade in that little pre-practice segment there. So I try to keep it, you know, I'm a short and sweet type person, and, you know, I know Coach Fields is like a threes type person. We might not keep it to three, but, you know, those guys, we're not going to overload them and run zero through nine in the route tree, especially early on. It's just kind of how we progress throughout the season or how we progress throughout fall camp. Coach Beck, what's kind of your, you know, your scenario?
2: Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I think it's a, you got to trust the process or you got to have a process to everything. And I think you got to, whenever you're installing, um, my, my thing is I like to introduce the route the day before we install. So like if we're doing routes on air, and we're going to work the comeback route tomorrow. Well, we're going to start the comeback route today, and then by the time I get the quarterbacks over here tomorrow, y'all should have an idea of what we're trying to do as far as like that that certain route. It also gives them time to actually focus on that route, and you're not, like Coach Willis said, you're not throwing zero through nine at them at once. You're, you're focusing on one or two routes per day. Just a little impromptu question for you guys. Um,
1: so let's move back on to the script here because you guys are offensive guys, got to stick to the script did you no just, matter what did the you, defense is in.
0: Did you just blitz us? Is that what that was? Yeah, well, I, I did.
2: I this whole time. We just keep <laughs> thinking and dunking on it. Here.
1: Correct. I mean, I've always been curious myself. I mean, you know, defensively, guys, you know how it is. We're stance and starts. Um, our group periods are more of alignment, how we're going to align. But in Indy, it's really just depending on the position. But defensively, it's more of here's your reads, here's your keys when you install things, you know, this is how you move when this happens. I've I've always been curious of how you really install an offense, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Um,
0: and quick, like another thing too, is like, it also depends on what your, like what your defensive coverage or alignment is as well. Like we've been in one-on-ones before Coach Fields or half-line Skelly type stuff. You know, we're going to run the routes based off of the type of coverage that we're looking at too. So if you're going into a, a fall camp situation, and you're getting ready for week zero or week one, whatever you're getting ready for, you know, if you're working like cover three type type stuff, then you want to, I guess, you know, gear it more towards that kind of stuff. Well, if you're getting man type stuff, that's a little bit different too. So I guess it just depends on, you know, what what you're getting ready to see coming up. Yeah,
1: definitely. All right. So we already touched on this. We'll keep going here. Oh, we're going to take a quick break before we get into it. Cause I think this is about to get Not a little feisty, but this is about to be a pretty good question. So we'll go ahead and take a quick break here. All right, so we'll move on to the next question here. This one is on the script. Okay, it should be a pretty good play call. should be a pretty easy defense to run this against. So group time. We're talking group periods with wide receivers. Um, And we're not necessarily saying quarterbacks here. We might be saying getting with the DBs, getting with the outside backers. It might be getting with – you know, a half line of the whole offense, who knows? But what I'm curious of is in practice, how much time are your wide receivers spending in group periods? Uh, Coach Beck, why don't you go ahead first?
2: Uh, so, we do a bunch of routes on air. Uh, like I said earlier, we we throw the ball a good bit. So, we, we try to get routes on air a good bit. Um, but I, I only do them for 10 minutes though, 10 minutes at a time because like I was saying earlier too, is you in a spread system, those receivers run a bunch. So if you just wear them out and you just throw go balls for 15 straight minutes, well, you're going to be wore out and you're probably not going to get anything done in the next period. So, uh, I like to, I like to, to plan out what we're going to do. So I'll have two inside routes that we do versus air. And then I'll have two outside routes that we do versus air. And, um, most of the time, uh, it's one new route and one route that I think we need to work on or, one route that we do a bunch like we run a bunch of slants so slant was usually somewhere in there uh just about every routes versus air period and then um i know you guys were talking about ones on ones earlier i like ones on ones only when we play man teams now uh this year we did play like eight man teams so we did a bunch of ones-on-ones this year but in previous years um like coach willis was saying earlier if you got a cover three guy or you got a cover three team that you're going to play on Friday. Well, what's the point in doing ones-on-ones if you know, really, you're not going to see man unless it's probably goal line. Now I do like doing ones-on-ones inside the 10. I think that's a good time to to really show different techniques as far as uh, how to beat man coverage and uh, all that good stuff. But, um, I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a, a downplay on ones on ones unless we are playing a man team. Coach
1: Willis, what you got for us?
0: Um so I'm going to I'm I'm ready to ruffle some some feathers uh, here we go. for listeners on this because here, we're talking about like uh, group stuff and I'm going to be honest with everyone that's listening. I I've had to do a lot of group stuff because we haven't had 33,000 coaches on our staff. Like, a lot of these – a lot of these schools around here that – and it's guys that have come on here. And it's not – I'm not blaming nobody, but I'm saying, like, a lot of these schools, the big schools, they have, you know, a position coach for every position. Well, there's been times where myself or another coach on our staff, uh, we've had to take three different positions and coach them all at the same time because we don't have enough coaches. And, uh, you know, again, Berkeley's been a 5A program for, what, like four years, five years now? And, you know, we we haven't had – the opportunity to, you know, do a bunch of individual periods. So, my answer is we spend a lot of time with doing group stuff. You know, my receivers would spend pre-practice with quarterbacks. Uh, And then we, you know, we might have an indie period here and there. But, you know, we also would work our RPO stuff while the running backs and the quarterbacks were working their, you know, the mesh point and and the running backs are, are running their track. You know, I'm handing the ball off, flipping a quarterback a ball, and he's throwing the RPO stuff out wide. Or they're working their, you know, quick screen game out wide as well with those groups. So, uh, you know, it, it's a lot tougher than, you know, people may think in the state of South Carolina because there are a lot of, of, of people that are playing with a full deck. And, and a, a, the majority of the schools aren't playing with a full deck, I'll be honest. And, you know, I've seen, I've been to the upstate. I've been to the low country. I ain't been to the Midlands but I feel like the Midlands is more geared towards what the Upstate's trying to do. So, um, you know, we and, uh, you know, group period to me, Coach Fields and I spend a lot of time doing group period stuff against one another. And we would do some half-line skelly stuff, and we you know, some people might call it one-on-ones, but like for me, I would tell Coach Fields like, "Hey, if you guys are working cover 3 this week, then play your cover 3. I'm going to work routes, I'm going to work against cover 3." And then, mm-hmm. "Hey, I might run a hitch well, then your, your corner has to work on breaking on the ball. It's still them getting work and stuff like that. It's not just, you know, us going out there and and getting press man in a guy's face and let's just see who can win. Like, we, we still try to gear it towards what we want to do on offense and what those guys on defense want to do in their scheme as well. So, you know, like I said, that half line skelly, then full skelly, that's considered a group period to me. Uh, we do a lot of that stuff, you know, third down red zone type skelly, you know, things like that. But yeah, I mean, I've I've had to, since I've moved down here, It's it's been a lot of group stuff just because we don't have the coaches to say, all right, running backs, you go over there, quarterbacks, you go over here, receivers, you're over here, tight ends, you're over here, H-backs, you're over there. Oh, y'all got four O-line coaches? Yeah, sure. We ain't had that opportunity. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of the times that I'm stuck in practice with three different positions, you got to figure it out. So we, we did a lot of group stuff, and I'm, I'm kind of beating around the bush a little bit, but you know, I know everyone is different and, you know, there are some schools around here that they can kind of sit back on their little cushy seats and they just got to coach their guy and that's it. Well, you know, it's not quite like that everywhere. So, it's a little different. Coach Fields. Coach Fields, I got a
2: quick question for you. Sure. Is ones-on-ones an offense or defensive uh, drill? Um, Shoot, man. I, I mean, the easy
1: answer is to say it's an offensive drill because there's no pressure on the quarterback um other than the oc or the quarterback coach going ball you know yeah. one two three go let <laughs> go of that ball
2: <laughs> right
1: um but he, here's the deal and this is coach beck i'm glad you asked that because my counter from both of you guys is kind of what we did and i i mean i've been other places at berkeley but they berkeley but at berkeley what we did was we hyped the kids up with one-on-ones at first okay mm-hmm. um, kids love one-on-ones y'all all know that who are listening But what we turned it into was, you know, half line and it would be one-on-one on on the outside receiver and then it'd be one-on-one on on the slot receiver. We'd go for just a little bit with that. Coach Rob gave us a lot of one-on-one time, actually, a lot of group time. So once we got them to go through those reps, you know, Coach Willis got who he wanted in the slot, then we would go, Okay, now it's true half line. Now it's two on two, you know, now it's trips. Now it's three on three. Um, and made it an actual teaching period. And if you run a lot of coverages, that's I think that's great. Um, you know, one-on-one's man coverage, right? It is what it is. Yeah. But when you start adding bodies to that and do it during the same time, it became such a teaching point for us um, because Coach Willis was so good at telling those guys, hey, they're going to give you inside releases Is what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're stacked, if they're pressed, this is what you're going to do and we got live looks at it uh, instead of DBs and outside linebackers working against DBs and outside linebackers, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, the easy answer, Coach Beck, is to just say, oh, it's an offensive drill, but, man, it it worked. It's a competitive drill, and anytime you can get competitive one-on-one in practice, I'm all about it.
2: That's the best time right there.
1: Yeah, I'm all about it, man. I mean, the kids love it, and you got to see, honestly, Who's going to drop they nuts? I mean, I'm with Cam Smith it right here. Like, yeah. who's going to do it, you know? Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, All right, guys. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh,
1: Coach Willis, you got it? I was going to roll into no, toughness I was, here. I,
0: I was just going to say, like, you know, we always tried to, like Coach Fields said, we tried to incorporate what we did both offensively and defensively. And, I mean, we would work now screens. And then the DBs mm-hmm. would have to – or outside linebackers would have to, you know, outside rip, release, and get there and, you know, make a tackle or at least thud up, you know, stuff like that. So, there were very rare occasions where we would just say, all right, you know, here's my guy against your guy, straight up man, and like, you know, go beat him. You know, we didn't really do that a whole lot. Uh, no, we did it at Union with Coach Tannehill. And, again, the kids, like Coach Field said, loved it. Um, I mean, it's good for offense because there are – like you said, Coach, but y'all saw a lot of man this year. So, it's it's good to be able to teach those guys, like, how to operate against man coverage. And so, it is more geared more towards the offensive guys. But – I guess when we were at Berkeley, we tried to always, like, help each other out. Like, what, what kind of route concepts do you want to see? And I would, like, make up something. If they saw something that we didn't run, I would, you know, incorporate – I'd just tell my guys, hey, you got a four route. Hey, you got a three route. And they knew what that was mm-hmm. and they'd go run it so that the defense could get a look too. So, anyway, you know, a lot of group stuff. But that's, that's some of my favorite type stuff right there, working with the defensive guys. Go ahead, yeah. Coach Fields. I'm sorry
1: yeah no you're fine this is what the podcast is for so we're moving on to toughness so how do you preach toughness to wide receivers i mean everybody says that wide receivers are prima donnas um i've been around some as a coach and a player that have been prima donnas i'm not gonna name any names uh solly butler but um (laughs) no but how do you do that is an incentive to those guys is there something special you do for them when they are tough um I get some of that comes from the weight room, so that's not really what I'm looking for here. But what do you guys do to preach toughness in your wide receivers? Coach Willis, you can go ahead and start.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know that I, like, really preach it and talk about being tough a lot. I mean, if you're playing football, you got to have... I mean, if you're one that gets on the field and plays football, you have to have some type of toughness. I mean, sure, the, the knock on receivers is they don't want to get hit, they don't want to block, and, you know, all this and that. And so that's kind of where I try to make practice as tough as I possibly can for those guys. You know, again, that's the one back to that group period we were just talking about. Like we're gonna, I'm going to call a screen so that I make those guys have to block. Like, I, you know, sure, we could just go routes the whole time, but I'm going to throw a now screen out there and, and you know, those guys, the, the other guys out there have to actually do their job and, and go and, and block somebody. So, um, you know, I I try to make practice tough that way there are also some drills that we do. You know, it's, uh, you've probably, if you're listening, you've probably seen it. Uh, you get two guys, you know, at the spaced out, they run to a cone and they're both coming back to you. And you throw the ball in the middle, well, they got to fight, you know, whoever gets to the ball first or whoever's tougher gets to the ball first. I mean, we do that kind of stuff. Um, it's just, it's tough to like preach it because here's the deal. Like, if, if you go out there at receiver and we're running screens and you're not blocking and you're getting people killed, well, oh, you're just gonna come sit beside me like that should be incentive enough like if you're not gonna be tough enough to go out there and block for your brother behind you you know then you don't you don't deserve to be out there and so that's you know going through film things like that but it's trying I try to make those practices as tough as I can without like killing people obviously you don't want to full on DBs like diving at your knees and and, and things like that but you know. It, if I like I said, I try to find a drill that kind of promotes. Hey, go after the ball or, or fight for the football. You got to be more physical. And even the drill I talked about earlier, the wind drill. Like, there's not many routes that you're gonna have where no one's gonna touch you. I, I don't know many times in a game where you just run a, a clean release route with no one on you. Now there's some there's some people that play like quarters and 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 they won't try to collision you and you get a, a clean release, but that's very few and far between. So. You know, we work that drill. There's gonna be contact. You got to be able to take some contact and and get off of that contact. You know, we talk about fighting pressure with pressure, stuff like that. So, again, I don't really talk about, hey, man, you got to be tough. I just try to go out there and you know, we we do stuff in practice to, I guess, toughen them up, or you ain't gonna play. Period. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to as far as you know what I think as far as toughness goes.
1: Coach Beck, you got anything different?
2: Uh, so I, I usually uh when when pointing stuff out i usually especially with the receivers because i mean at the, at the end of the day just 95 percent of receivers want to go to college whether it's d3 d2 d1 whatever it is so they want to put their best version on film well when these guys are not doing what they should be doing like blocking downfield and 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 wanting to get in there on these uh, certain motions to block down or whatever, if they don't want to do that and it shows up on film, well, I tell them, I'm I'm like, hey, look, this is what me, Coach Pierce, and whoever else is, is going to send off to these college coaches, and you guys have got to, like, this is what you're showing them. Like, you're showing them that you're scared, or you're showing them that you don't want to go in there and block that middle linebacker or that Sam linebacker. Um, so I'll, 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 I'll point it out in film and be like, hey, like, this is what everybody sees. This is not just what Coach Beck sees. This is not what just Coach Pierce, Coach Scott, whoever it is. This is not just us. This is what everybody's going to see. Do you want everybody to see that you're scared? So once – I actually had a uh, a point uh, during the season this year. Um, it was right after the Dillon game. One of our receivers, he was actually – not playing his best and in film on monday i just pointed it out to everybody on the team now you can say that's embarrassing a kid i don't think so i think he knew that he wasn't doing his best so the next week he goes out and actually does what he's supposed to and the next monday i'm i'm giving him accolades and i'm I'm like that's how you do it that's what you want to put on film not that other stuff that you were doing earlier in the year or in preseason, like do it from the beginning and show these guys what you're actually made of.
0: Yeah, I mean –
1: Sometimes that embarrassment, you know, around their peers is sometimes what they need, you know, especially if – Just one time. Right. That's all it takes. Right. I mean, you don't have to MF a kid or do anything like that. But when, you know, when he – when they first realize, like, oh, shoot, coach is watching all this, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, oh, shoot, my peers are watching this. The other wide receivers are seeing this. The linemen are seeing this. You know, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about football. It's a team sport, right? So, yeah. I mean, everybody's got to hold their own and be tough and accountable.
0: Yeah, exactly. and, that, and that, that kind of goes back to my favorite thing about coaching is trying to figure out how to coach each one of those guys. Like, when I was at Union Coach Beck, you you probably remember, I couldn't coach – you know Sha Smith the same way I coached DeMarcus Brown and, and those right. type guys like you got to figure out what gets those guys going well I might could just challenge Sha Smith and say man you ain't this that dude's smoking you today at practice or whatever yeah. and he and all of a sudden you know an extra gear comes out well you yeah. may have to go and like hug up on DB a little bit and and tell him how awesome he is and you know stuff like that to get him to actually get up and go so it is figuring out what those guys respond to and things like that. And, you know, another thing I want to say, too, is that you also don't want to beat yourself over the head trying to make kids do stuff that they can't do, too. Like, if you got a kid that ain't going to be physical no matter what, or he's 5'7 and 147 pounds, I'm not going to ask him to go in there and block those type guys, you know, a.k.a. Okay. My, our boy DJ Chisholm. We didn't ask him to do none of that stuff. Hey, buddy, you stay out on the perimeter, let us get you the ball, and you make somebody miss and go to the house. Now – he was still tough, like, he had some some dog in him. Like, he played point guard for the team that, you know, lost the Dorman in the state championship. Like, he's got some dog in him, but I'm not going to go ask him to block no 220-pound, you know, inside or outside linebacker because that's just not smart on my part and stuff like that. So, it's figuring out your kids, like you said, and, and, and what makes them tick, I guess. So, that's kind of a, you know, Coach Beck probably made a better point there. I should have let him go first. <laughs>
1: No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. We let him go first on this next one, though. How are we about time, Coach Willis? Yeah, we let's, good? Just,
0: let's just take a break, and then we'll come right back to it.
1: Good. Sounds good. We'll take a short break. Yeah. We're back here. We're going to move on with the air it out segment of our YCA podcast, the wide receiver edition. No big deal. hey So, we'll go ahead with our next question here. Coach Beck, you'll start first. What are a couple things that your wide receivers – have not had success with in the past Uh, maybe a certain coverage a certain weird scheme maybe certain alignments that you don't like in your style of offense uh
2: people started realizing that we do run a bunch of slants and and digs so people started playing us more uh inside alignment and at first um it, it caught us off guard so we had to adjust uh, during the game um, and then obviously later on throughout the year. But I I would say inside alignment has messed with my receivers more so than the kind of any coverage or any other alignment. I would say so. Coach Willis, what you got here?
0: Um, Yeah, mine's not, I mean, it's, it's those teams that have those outside linebackers that wait to try to collision you at the midpoint of your route. Like, if I'm, yeah. for example, if I'm running a skinny post, uh, you know, and I stick at 12 yards, those guys that can get their hands on you at about five or six yards and reroute you, if they're good at it, it's tough because, again, everything's based off of timing. And, you know, as a receiver, if, if a guy squares you up, if, I'm, if he's square in front of me, I, okay, I can set him in and go out, or I can set him out and go in. Well, the ones that have given us you know problems, even at Union and at Berkeley too, are those guys that start inside leverage. Maybe they're trying to apex, you know, to the mm-hmm. tackle or whatever. But as you run your route and they start to widen, well, now you're like, well, sh- do I need to duck and rip under them, or do I need to widen? And it's those guys that if they can get hands on you at five to seven yards – it makes the timing of the route or the offense very, very difficult. So, you know, there's been teams that have tried it, uh, and, and, you know, we've just kind of slapped their hands and ripped through and they've not been good at it. But there's also been some teams that have been pretty good at it, whether it be in 7-on-7 seven seven or even in the season, you know, when you go 11-on-11 11 11 real football. But if those cats get hands on you and reroute you at seven, you know, six to seven yards, it's tough because, you know, we teach our guys, hey, you got to stem your route, whether he, you know – Knocks you off a little bit, you still got to stem your route and get back to your landmark and stick at 12. Well, now he's turned you getting to 12 yards instead of like 1.8 seconds to now you're, it's three seconds and now it's too late. So that's been the biggest thing for me. I remember, Coach Beck, I don't know if it was you that was there, but we went to the burn seven on seven with uh Coach Tannehill. And the first day, my guys were not getting, I mean, they, they were doing that kind of stuff and we were mm-hmm. getting rerouted and it was awful. and. I think we all just played bad that day. Well, he made us get up the next morning and drive like an hour earlier and go practice before the seven on seven at Burns. And, you know, again, I learned a lot that day because he was out there coaching my guys. Like, I'm embarrassed because yeah. my guys are getting worked. And so, you know, that kind of stuff right there, if, again, if you can, if you can kind of wait to that five to seven yard area and reroute those guys and be good at it, it, it makes it tough for the receivers.
2: Definitely. Hey, it, it's hard to throw a fade route consistently and a comeback route consistently for a high school quarterback, for sure.
1: And that's what a lot of defenses kind of go with in high school is those routes are harder to complete. You know, I mean, yeah. those long vertical away from the football routes are hard to complete. Those throws are hard. Definitely. Um, let's move on here. So, Coach Willis, you'll we'll start with this one first. Uh, coaching as a relationship type job and experience so how do you handle lower level wide receivers and their coaches
0: Uh, well for me for the first couple years um, I had to be the lower I was the lower level guy so it kind of it's funny how it progressed I was that guy so I started coaching my guys a certain way well then I switched over from coaching the running back position on the varsity level to pretty much handling quarterbacks receivers running backs a little bit everybody but the biggest thing for me is like you you have to make sure you're clearly communicating with whoever your lower level coach is what you want and I mean to the exact you know t like you got to cross the t's and dot the i's you've got to let them know and you can't wait for those guys to come to you because a lot of younger coaches aren't going to do that like you have to go to them like you got to go to them and you got to sit down with them and you got to Get on the board with them, and you got to show them film, give them some indie cut-ups and things like that of drills that you like to do specifically, and you got to explain it to them why you're doing it that way. Again, if, if, you're, if you don't talk to those lower-level guys at all and they have no idea what you want, how are they going to know what to teach and what to coach those guys to do? So, you know, the, the coach-speak answer is to build relationships with that guy. Yeah, I get it. But, again, you got to spend some time with them, but show them. And, you know, if they can get there and see you in the varsity practice, if you're, you know, doing that kind of stuff, that's great. But a lot of times they're practicing when you are. And, and so, again, go on huddle or whatever you use and, and and send them some stuff, some notes on there, and then get in there with them on the board. And get in there with them and let them watch film with you and explain to them what your guys are doing so that they can see it and they can hear it the same way that, that your varsity receivers see it and hear it. Um Yeah, so you can say, oh, build relationships with those guys. But it's, like, real. Like, you have to spend time teaching them like you would anybody. Uh, You know, so that's kind of – if you're one of those places that, you know, you got 37 coaches and you got a varsity two receivers coach and you got two JV receivers coaches and you got two B team receivers coaches and two C teams and E teams and and D teams and whatever, all that stuff like that, you better make sure they're all on the same page, Uh, you know. Yikes. It's also coaches going in right here. You know, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. Like hot take, hot take. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, luckily for me, there hasn't been any. Because if you're having to coach all the lower level guys, they're going to get exactly what you want them to get. So it's it's different for each place. But if you got lower level guys, you, you got to make sure they have every resource possible, and, and make sure you're teaching them your lingo and stuff like that. So coach Beck, I mean, if you got something different, go ahead.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a piggyback. I think. Honestly, I think the best time for those lower level guys to come and like watch practice or want to learn the drills, the EDDs, the three or four EDDs that you guys do or that we do every day is come that first week of August practice because that's when it's the basic stuff that we're, we're training these uh, high school guys to do and that you can take to middle school, B team, C team, E team, D team, whatever Coach Willis said, and you you get all those guys uh to learn those drills and then you 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 let them build off that. And then if they come back to you and, and they wanna say, hey, well, how could I build off that uh, that that stance and starts drill? Well, you could do this, you could do that, or or stuff like that, I think um really helps. And then I think it's a, it's very important to never be too big to go to a middle school game or go to a lower level game, no matter what it is. Um, I know on Thursdays, I usually came home and, or I used to come home and do nothing but game plan. But this year I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go watch the, the middle school play a couple of times. I'm, whenever they have home games, I'm gonna go watch them on Thursday. And like, granted, you can say, well, you're, you're, you're putting your varsity, you're not game planning or whatever. No, I just found other times to, the game plan I, I went and made a made an effort to support those guys that wanted to support us so I, th- I thought uh, me and coach Pierce actually went to I think four or five middle school games and I think that that actually showed them that hey we're not just doing this just to whatever we're we're supporting you guys just like you're supporting us hey, all great points man so I all got
0: a question points. coach feels like what do you do if like you got JV and ninth grade and B team and C team and then G team and Z team. And they're all playing on the same day. Do you just go for like five minutes to each game and show your face or what? All these other guys around here got like a thousand teams. I don't don't know what to do.
1: Well, I guess it depends on home or away, right? So like (laughs) home, if you don't have a Thursday night responsibility, you try to find out who the plug is for concession food. <laughs> okay. True. True. Uh, so is. true. There it is. So, that,
0: that's the real stuff. So yeah. coach Coach
1: McKean at Kane Bay, he's also the head boys basketball coach. He is an absolute dude. I mean, the man Scotty Iceberg's tweeting about his swag on the shoes, okay? <laughs> during basketball season. But Coach <laughs> McKean was the hookup. He'd be the plug. So that's the first one you find is the hookup on Thursdays if you're a Friday night guy, as far as concessions and I mean, really, Coach, I, I would try to make the B-team game for a little bit and watch those kids, and I would get to talk to Coach there a little bit last year because we didn't have Thursday night responsibilities. And then, you know, JV-wise, you're, you're trying to watch almost all of that, right? Um, you know, as an assistant, it's not a huge deal to stay the whole time, but as a coordinator, a head coach, I think you need to be seen, you know, um, especially yeah. for those players. And I would like to – I did this last year as a varsity guy. I would just randomly at a home game or even away, I would just walk my happy butt behind everybody and I'd just tap one of those guys on the shoulder pads and say, Hey man, great job squeezing right there. You know, or Hey Bo, you gotta work on this, you gotta work on that. I mean, just little things like that is how they'll remember you, you know, because then they already know you when they transition into fourth block in the in the spring that following year, you know. Um, So let's go ahead and move on, guys. Let's go to our next question. I think those were some pretty good answers there. So going to our free year question, all right? Um, right? Let's just go with Coach Willis. You can go first here. So if you had one free year, didn't affect your you know, your career at all, it was just a free year for you, what would you coach?
0: Well, I mean, if, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know my answer. It's going to be – so my joking answer is going to be, uh, coach Field, I'm gonna coach Coach Fields's uh, third down defensive ends, third and long defensive ends. That's what I want to coach. Those guys that it's third and forever. We ain't got no worries in the world other than just rushing the quarterback. You can come up with your best pass move. You can spin three times, whatever. It don't matter. They got to get a first down. I'm gonna pin my ears back and go. But that's my that's my joking. YCA podcast uh, answer. The real hey, answer, Coach,
1: coach Willis. What kind of read is that? Is that a butt or a face read?
0: uh face read, right? Yeah. yeah. Get the, go. and I'm going to punch and rip inside. That's what I'm going to do. Whoa, Club whoa, and rip.
1: Oh no, no, yeah, then the quarterback goes outside and we're screwed.
0: Nah, we don't care. I got my other guy. He's coming. I want to do a super loop. The right yeah. end's going to super loop all the way around and come on the other mate. side. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> NCAA
1: call style. It, call it uh M&M, right? It's a end yeah. and end stunt. That's of right. A, a nut stunt or a eat stunt. Absolutely. All right, coach Beck, what you got for us, dog? Honestly,
2: uh Actually, I actually have it written down. Is defensive line. Uh, it's it's kind of like the receiver group when it comes to enjoying your group, celebrating, uh, having fun. I think those the receiver group and defensive line group have a bunch of fun during football games. And I think uh, if you got a well coached defensive line, I think that that makes a huge difference on us coordinators on those high school offensive linemen. And um, and game planning just in general, I think if you can if you can have a well coached defensive line, you're probably going to hold people to probably about 14 less 17 points per game. I would say I would say so. Shout out to defensive
1: line coaches and players. And defensive line coaches have to deal with some crazy MF and kids, okay? okay? Um, it's just par for the course. That's the one thing you gotta do. You better be brushed up on five oh fours and IEPs to coach defensive line, okay. <laughs>
0: Listen, I th- I think you gotta be a little crazy yourself if you're coaching D line. I mean, just saying, my boy Coach L, he's got a little crazy in him, but we all yeah. love him and Coach Fields has got a little crazy in him when he wants to. He he tries to act like he's all you know whatever. But hey, I've seen I was
2: actually, it. I was listening to uh, Coach L and I remember Coach L. He would get on to those guys, but the two plays later, that dude's jumping up and down with them, and they look like they were having so much fun over there. Meanwhile, I'm getting cussed out by <laughs> T. Uh, it was it was. It looked so much fun over there. I'm like, dang, I want to go over there. I don't want to play quarterback anymore. This, this yes. job sucks. So, so I'm in the newspaper all the time. I'm getting bashed everywhere I go. I, I want to go. I want to go play defensive line and have fun.
0: Listen, fun, funny story. Like, I, coach Coach T would always, and he even told us, he's like, look, I'm gonna be all over these kids. Like, y'all got to go behind them as their position coaches and be good cops. So, his rule was like, you couldn't talk to the quarterback. So, I'm like, well. First of all, you're, you say you can't talk to the quarterbacks, but you also say you're going to be the, the bad cop. Who's the good cop for quarterbacks if you ain't going to let nobody talk to them? So nobody. I had to, like, to, like, sneak over there and be like, hey, bro, you're good. Like, you're good. Like, you know, and then run down to the other side of the field like, so I didn't get caught. So
2: I remember you doing that one time, actually. We, were, we had just got done with 7-on-7. I think I, like, threw, like, a bunch of picks in that 7-on-7. And you were like, hey, dude, you're all right. hey. Keep yeah. throwing them things, man. You're good. And <laughs> then, like, T was coming, and you, like, took off. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Other side I'm of the field. Okay.
0: I'm out. I'm out for sure. Yeah. All
1: right, guys. So, let's go ahead and take a short break because overtime should go pretty long. Hopefully, Coach Beck's got some good stuff for us here. <laughs> I've been waiting um, for this
0: all day. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: hopefully, he's got some good stuff for us. So, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. All right. All right, guys, so welcome back to our wide receiver episode of the YCA podcast. We got Coach Ben Beck once again with us here, Lamar High School OC, and we're, we've made it to overtime. We're here. We've done the coin toss. We decided where we're going, and Coach Beck is going to be up first. Do you have any questions for us, sir?
2: Uh, yeah, I got one for each one of you. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm actually going to – I'm going to start with Cam and then we'll go to – or I'm going to start with Coach Willis and then we'll go to Coach Fields. Um, Okay. Coach Willis, what did you learn in the flex bone this year that you can carry over to a spread system when coaching wide receivers?
0: Uh, That's a great question. Uh, I mean, you know, it it is what it is. Obviously, Coach Brown um, is no longer coaching at Berkeley anymore. But, you know, needless to say, you know, anytime you, you get a chance to, uh, you know, learn from someone like Coach Brown who's been around for a long time uh, and, you know, has won a lot of football games, you know, I, I, even though I didn't have much fun in the flex bone, let's be honest, I didn't have much fun. Uh, but I did, you know, a lot of the stuff that he did technique wise with me having to coach those guys and, and the blocking aspect of our offense, it has definitely helped me. And it's stuff that I will definitely. 100% take with me, you know, in my offense if I'm ever at that situation again. like, Or even if I'm within an offense that's not the flex bone, a lot of the stuff that he taught, I might not word it the same way that he would word it, but the way he taught it and, and his emphasis on repping it out each day and things like that, little keys here and there, I'll absolutely take it with me in my offense because it'll still work in the offense that I like to run as well. So, you know, I did learn some stuff as far as that. You know, he did some things as far as his terminology-wise that he, he, he would use that, I you know, I kind of like some of that stuff too. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was just teaching those wide receivers how to be better blockers. And I, I feel very confident that in my offense moving forward, my receivers will be a lot better blocking on the perimeter, you know, just, just from learning, you know, for two years under him. That's kind of what I took away from that. For sure.
2: Okay, uh, Coach Fields would you rather now you were you're a db coach at one point so let's go in db mindset here uh let's say you're a defensive pass coordinator let's say that for funsies sure um would you rather face four formations and 20 different pass plays or would you rather face 20 formations with four different pass plays uh more formations and less
1: past concepts um is i think that's an easy answer for me yeah um it's just less to prepare for i mean when when people can do a quick game they can do bubble screens three different ways um mm-hmm. when they can run slant outs when they can get in trips and run flood when they can motion a flood when they can then go post wheel um when they can go Four verts, you know, when you start adding in more concepts, it's just more to cover and practice uh, yeah. to where kind of DB and outside linebacker, you're a perimeter player most of the time anyway. So the formations is just like, all right, we're just going to play this coverage to this formation and roll with it. But um, you you might only have three coverages, but if they've got 20 passing concepts, you've got to teach how to play each one. You know, all you've right. got to teach how to communicate, with each one,
2: right,
1: um, so I think more formations and less passing concepts would be way easier to get ready for as far as from a coordinator role. um, it's just less you have to draw up, it's less that you have to see, and you can really focus in like I'm a three guy, so um just kind of being at Berkeley was my biggest experience in the back end of the defense, and I would just have what are their three main passing concepts? You know, it it may be they may like crossers and they may like verticals and they may like stops, you know. So the only combination you could have off that is we're going to play zone to the crossers, you know, on the stops. You might get a stop and go. So that's something you need to prepare for if you haven't seen. But I just feel like it's easier to game plan with more formations because you're already perimeter guys. So it's just like, all right what is my outside linebacker going to do from doubles motion to trips, right? Oh, you're just going to play this coverage and do this. Right. Um, But the passing concepts, man, those kids, it's more for those kids to get lost in the sauce about, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, if you you just sprinkle in something every now and again, I mean, DBs get complacent like everybody else, right? So if you're just sprinkling in something little, a new concept, or something you don't do a lot, but we still have to prepare for it, it, it can really mess with DBs.
2: Gotcha. Just future planning whenever I see you uh, 20 yeah. years from now. Yeah, golly, 20 <laughs> years from now? Or 10,
1: whenever it is. Shoot, man, with this big salary I make, I'm retiring in 10 years. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard
0: that. That's
1: right. <laughs> Especially living in the low country area. It's real cheap to live here, you know? Yeah, very cheap down there. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, so Coach Willis, do you have anything before we go in on Coach Beck here?
0: Uh, yeah, so before we get to the spicy stuff, I do want to ask Coach Beck, um, obviously, you know, we're part of the Young Coaches Association. This is a podcast geared towards that. Not necessarily we have to have young coaches, but, you know, we still learn from coaches who have been young at one point and worked their way up. So, Coach Beck, kind of, you know, you don't know I'm asking you this, but what have you, what are some things that you've learned going from, you know, you you're a young position coach to now, You've been a young coordinator. Like, what are some of the things that you've learned in the last couple of years being a coordinator?
2: Uh, I would say I probably learned the most this past year. Um, just having to uh, adjust with the the personnel, um, like at the end of the season uh our quarterback got hurt in the region championship game week 10 or week 9. And uh, the entire playoffs, I mean, we're playing with a third string quarterback. And talk about being uncomfortable, but having to get comfortable with it was, that was tough. And um, I mean, I, w- I kind of want to shout out uh, my offensive line guy, Hayden Wilkes. He he was there beside me. We were working day in, day out, of trying to figure out what we, what we, what we're good at, what we're bad at in the run game, and what's going to be our best deal going forward. And I think that those four weeks, because we had a bye week there, week ten, those four weeks made me made me grow as an offense coordinator, play caller. Um, it made me learn things that I was uncomfortable with. And having a guy like Hayden there, I, I appreciate him being there and having a, a head coach, like Coach Pierce there with like us three, we were we were in that uh, war room for, for some nights and some mornings talking about a whole bunch of stuff and just trying to figure out what, what was the best way to go forward. And I think that was probably the best part about this past year was just, Growing without a quarterback
0: <laughs> yeah I mean and just just for the people that do listen to this like it's it's not ever I mean it's, it's never gonna go according to plan every no. every single time like it's not no. it's just not like you said and, and you know just from talking to you during the season like you were you know y'all had some injuries and some different things and you got to get creative and and especially like you guys are at a smaller level where you don't just have you know it ain't just like throwing in the next guy and he can just do the same exact thing that your starting quarterback can do you got to adjust right. and and stuff like that and so I, that's kind of my I, I kind of how I want you to answer that because I want people that are listening to know that like you you need to prepare yourself for the unpreparable, I guess like you can't just assume that your starting quarterback's going to be there every snap and all your receivers and all your o-linemen and it's not always just going to go according to plan like you got to have a backup plan and and some contingencies in place to hey, well, if this happens, what are we going to do and stuff like that? And, and I know you told me like you, you learned a lot from that and and gained some valuable experience. So that's kind of what I was, you know, gearing that question towards. So coach Fields, yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: I would say, uh, it's not the end of the day. It's not the end of the world either. Uh, you lose your quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's tough, but, uh, you got to figure out a way to win. Um, don't, don't let the kids see that you're upset. Don't let the kids see, oh, we lost our quarterback or season's down the drain. No, it's your job as an adult and as the coach to figure out a plan, especially the offense coordinator, to figure out, figure out a plan to get us enough points to win the game, whether it's 14 points, 21 points, three points. you got to figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah, Coach Fields, got anything to add there? Or any, any next next topic or whatever we're going to do here?
1: Yeah, I'll just add something quick. I don't want to be the dead horse, but Coach Beck can remember one of the things when he told me, he kind of called me and was trying to decide what he wanted to do. And when he decided on uh, joining Coach Pierce at Lamar, um, I kind of told him some of that, like, 1A ball will put some gray hairs on you. Um, you know, you go into it thinking you're going to be a pen wizard. Like, oh, shoot, man, these guys ain't doing the right thing. If I just go in there and show them the right way, 5 ace like style, it'll work. And then you lose a starting quarterback or your starting linebacker doesn't get on the bus on Friday night because of a certain issue and yeah. you're rolling in there with 21 kids or 19 kids, uh, good luck, buddy. Um, you can, it's
2: You got to get creative in one day, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, It'll make a man out of you if you're in charge of one side of the ball or maybe as the head coach as well, I'm sure, at a 1A level. Um, it's definitely something that I encourage people to do if you ever have the chance. Definitely. Um, so we'll go ahead, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, guys. Here we go. You cannot, <laughs> unless you motion a slot guy into the offensive line, like closer to the offensive line, you cannot run power out of 10 personnel. <laughs> Tell me why I'm wrong. All right.
2: Which, you can't which, do it. What? What defense you want me to run it against, and I'll run power out of unless so, it's a bear defense. Okay, I can't run power out of ten personnel against a bear defense. So, I can do that
0: one. Coach back just let, I mean, I'm gonna help you out a little bit. So, okay, so like we always joke about G-Rap not being power. So, give us like your, you know, your, uh, your closing argument or your. Like where did you where did you even pick that up that out of 10 personnel that was cons- like, why do you call it power instead of like G rap or G lead or you know where did you get that from?
2: Just because and even Fields used to say this back in the uh, early YCA days, down, down, pull around, all right, we're gonna block back on a three, down on the one, and we're gonna pull around up to the front side backer and uh, who's there for the five technique, Ben Beck? The tackles. The tackles are there to. So it's not power. It's an insert. I think it's, honestly, if if we're, if we're being honest, I think it's power, G-Rap. I think they're the same thing when it comes to 10 personnel. So do like the us a favor. Thing. That doesn't mean you're right. That doesn't mean I'm right. I'm saying we're
1: both right. Uh, so then do us a favor and call it dark. Or something, okay. Call it dodge, like a dodge dart.
2: Can't can't call it dart because then that's backfield action. That's that dart motion that me and Cam like to run in the backfield with the with the running backs. Yeah,
0: I I, I guess my thing was is like where did you first hear like who was the first person that told you that this is power? I guess that's what I was trying to get at. Like where uh, where'd you get that from?
2: We actually ran it uh, with Coach Brian Lane back at Woodruff. Um, we actually called it uh, Carolina back in the day, but uh, that's that's where I learned it from. And uh, as a quarterback, always knew that he liked to run it towards the one, and or the one technique. Or if we had a five man box, he definitely loved to run it then. And that's that's kind of where it, it kind of grew
0: on me. Yeah, big gap bubble nastiness. I mean, it's again, I ran it in high school, and we did just call it dart. That's what our coaches called it. Um, and I've heard people call it G-Rap, G-Lead. And, of course, we make a big joke about it. You know, Coach, yeah. Coach Beck's always been like, it's power. And Phil and just like, G-Rap is not power and all this other mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, we, of course, had to talk about it in the overtime segment, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, it needs to be down, down, kick, kick. rap.
2: <laughs> Why do you okay. got to have a kick? Who, who, who made that rule?
1: I mean, I don't know what defensive ends you're seeing that just fly upfield so you don't have to worry about them. All of them. But, okay. <laughs> well, if you're seeing that, then good Lord.
2: But that's, but, but that's Lakeview. In Lakeview, they, they like to the squeeze, but everybody else ran upfield. Yeah,
1: I, I know what you saw last year. I, yeah. I saw it myself. <laughs> um, but, guys, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, we don't want to go here and beat a dead horse. We know that you can't run – power out of 10 personnel <laughs> unless i'll give you something coach beck how about take a slot guy motion him in and let him be the kicker the rap guy and then you just tag it okay i mean I'm you like, can
2: you know what i'm gonna do it one time this year i'm gonna do it the very first game the very first play and i'm gonna send it to you be like this is for you i got
1: one even better for you so if you're gonna do that on the left side you can call that fields and If you do it to the right, you can call that Brett. So then you got my name in it. There it (laughs) is. There it
2: is. We're calling it that or we're calling it Skittles. One of the two. A.K.A. Skittles. One of the two. (laughs) A.K.A. Skittles.
0: Yeah.
1: But, no, guys, seriously, it was good having Coach Willis on as an actual guest this time like I have uh, defensively in the past. It was good hearing some new knowledge from him. Um, He is a hell of a wide receivers coach himself and can call plays like none other. Uh, we had Coach Beck on for the first time, and although he doesn't coach the wide receivers every day, he's heavily involved. He loves to give the ball to them and is a hell of a coach himself. So, I mean, for for the YCA crew, because we are the YCA crew, I'm glad that we got you guys here and got to talk some wide receiver play, and I hope somebody can gain at least one thing from tonight. You know, uh, Coach Willis, you got anything? Coach Beck, you got anything before we sign off?
2: I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me. Uh, always fun talking ball with you, too. So, I'm always down to come back.
0: Yeah, I mean, and like I said, we you know, we've kind of done, like we how it originated, we've done this. We just haven't recorded it or nothing like that. So, it's, it's fun to, to get together and talk. And, you know, we're all in different places right now. Uh, so, this is kind of our outlet to get together and, and talk some stuff, but, you know, it's it's for our own fun purposes, but again, if, if someone can learn something from it, that's kind of the goal, uh, you know. And it's, you know, it is what it is. That's the YCA and, we, you know, we're trying to grow it a little bit and, and we reach out to people that have different experiences and, you know, all different levels, 5A to 1A, doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if you got Z teams and X teams and whatever, you might just have one team, it don't matter. You're still coaching ball and, you know, we want to get your, your input and your experiences in life, so. Uh, It's been fun. Uh, Coach Fields, you're kind of the host, so you get last say-so before we close it out.
1: Yeah, last thing I'll say, guys, is um, if you're hitting us up about shirts, how about promote our podcast and get us some monetization, get us a sponsor, and then we'll start throwing you some free swag, okay? It doesn't just happen like that, y'all. Come on. We know how this works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If we could give it away, we could. I mean, if we could do it, I mean, you know, people got to make it and do all that stuff. But, yeah. Good plug there. I guess that's probably a good spot to stop this one. I guess we'll close out the wide receiver episode. All right, hope you guys enjoyed. See you.